Bitch. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Spilling Eve, the Killing Eve podcast where we gush over this amazing show and I bring on a guest to talk about it. I am Christy LaPointe. I'm so excited to be back and to be recording this podcast again. It feels like it's been so long, but the fandom has been very strong in between (laughs) seasons, comically strong, some would say. And I'm really excited to jump into season two. Uh, It's uh, been a big mystery for a long time and we're finally here. We just watched the season opener and I'm very excited to introduce today's guest. My guest today is the phenomenal writer Amanda Carter. We are uh, co-workers, friends. We met working in TV together and Amanda has worked on tons of TV shows and films. Uh, she's she's the best. You should hire her if she's ever available. Please do. <laughs> Hello, party people. Hello, welcome to the show, Amanda. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for being here. I was so excited uh, that you were available. We live pretty close (laughs) to each other, (laughs) but uh, it was still nice to know that it worked out. So shall we just get straight into it? Sure. Do you want to say anything about your background with Killing Eve? Yeah. How did you come to watch the show? What are your thoughts? I mean, a lot of that is to your credit. Um, <laughs> Go on. <laughs> basically, I mean, most of my like social currency is just like pop culture knowledge. Mm-hmm. So if two or more of my friends are watching something, I have to watch it because mm-hmm. FOMO and, you know, have to keep up with the people. FOMO is real. Oh, I'm driven by FOMO. Um but I was intrigued by the show because I, I was a fan of Orphan Black. And so I just kind of trusted BBC with this, you know, sexy female driven murder fest with a Canadian lead. You totally. Know? <laughs> and BBC both... <laughs> America what did Orphan yeah, Black, which shot Orphan here Black. in Toronto. Exactly. Yeah. That I think that should be their primary genre that's how they should advertise they're it. killing it in you this know? type now they have been i feel like i have seen some ads sort of like i forget what they call it there's something uh listeners if you know please feel free to Let tweet at know. me like the idiot i am mm-hmm. but they're, they're calling it something some like u- universe of it's not this oh. but some like universe of <laughs> like sexy dangerous sexy? women it's not Danger? that yeah I but that's it. the impression i get yeah. yeah so you you liked it i like on board i was on board yeah and yeah i um i think the first se- the first time i watched season one i was a little i think i was a little distracted but upon rewatching it i think i got even more of an appreciation for the character development especially Eve I think I kind of at first didn't understand why she was kind of going so recklessly after Villanelle but then I think one day I thought about it as like when you're any little girl who um who pretends she's a spy Mm -hmm. and then I thought of like Eve as that little girl and then growing up and then just being very seduced by this 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 person and obviously her discontent with her her life her life general, yeah, yeah. not discontent well she's just bored she's yeah. bored at her job and bored at it with her marriage so yeah and it's this fantasy world that all of a sudden is real to her I think. yeah of course 
All right. So let's get into yeah. this episode. Season two, episode one. This episode was entitled, Do You Know How to Dispose of a Body? <laughs> uh, it was directed by Damon Thomas, who is one of the lead directors. He directed a bunch in season one. And it was written by the new showrunner, Emerald Fennell. Okay. Which also, what a name. Let me just say, yeah. the Brits know how to name their kids. They sure, yeah, they sure do. Beautiful. Uh, so the episode picks up immediately after mm-hmm. the last season finale, which we knew as fans was probably yeah. what was going to happen. And then it was kind of soft announced. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was still very interesting to watch and be like, oh, right. This, it's, the, it's exactly where we left off. Yeah. Nothing has happened, which is a really interesting choice. Yeah. I feel like it, I mean, it's, it's rare that a show would do that and not have some sort of time lapse. Yeah. No, I think we want to, that's what we want to see though, is, is her dealing with that. Sort of the repercussions. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So we, right away, we are with Eve, first Mm -hmm. of all, and the Chiron came up and said 30 seconds later, Mm -hmm. which is very funny. Yeah. Uh, and I thought it was a really nice like first entry back into like this is an intense show, but it's funny. Also funny. Yeah. Deal with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we see Eve, and she's sort of panicked, running out of the flat. And mm-hmm. then there are what seem to be cops coming up the stairs, so she hides. Mm-hmm. And they run up the stairs, and they uh, basically bust open the door of that older neighbor lady who was kind of keeping yeah. an eye on Villanelle, and then shoot her point blank. Yeah, which was. I mean, unnecessary, it to was say the least. incredibly violent. <laughs> and that's when Eve's like, oh, those probably aren't cops. I got to get out of here. And oh, she, yeah. she bolts out. Oh, yeah. And while she's running away, we get a glimpse of Villanelle hiding in like a grate right outside of the apartment building. I didn't even see. I'm so used to like imagery of police being violent yeah. in America that I didn't even think about. I didn't even think that they were just not police. I was just like, oh, police got trigger happy. Ooh, it got political so quick. Which is so depressing (laughs) that that has just such a different connotation. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't. I mean, I didn't even I didn't even pick up on the fact that they weren't even police. Yeah, that's sad. Um, Yeah, (laughs) it's sad. It is sad. Uh, So so they're both like on the run, basically. And we realize that. Uh, it's some some form of a quote-unquote cleanup crew from the 12. People are coming right. to take care of Villanelle because yeah. I had kind of forgotten that not only did the whole fun stabby-stabby happen, mm. she, Villanelle, right before all of this happened, had gone and, like, uh, gone to Constantine's house and they'd had their whole, yeah. like, crazy fight. And, yeah. she like, she's not in the good books with her no. people right now. Yeah, she's on the run from... Everybody's on the run from each other, but also running towards each other. It's very interesting. How poetic. I love it. (laughs) Uh, So Eve gets to the airport uh, and there are a couple of really funny moments right away. Oh, Uh, she is dishing the candy, which we saw a lot in the promos, but it's still so good. Just this this giant cartoonishly big Mm -hmm. popcorn bag full of candy Mm -hmm. and a little kid tries to grab a candy piece that rolls away and she slams his hand today, down kid, no. and then she's going through the security line and finds like the bloody knife in her jacket pocket and runs to the bathroom and then she's sitting at a, a bar an mm-hmm. airport bar yeah drinking and she was 
stabbing was it a pen it was a pen yeah stabbing this pen deeply into her hand repeatedly which i mean i guess fair you just i get you just stab somebody yeah, else she's just coping so not, yeah but it was very jarring to watch yeah it was it was upset we I, both had a, a visceral I, reaction yeah, for some that. reason i feel like i reacted more negatively to that than like the actual stabbing actual stabbings yeah so villanelle uh is running through the streets of paris mm-hmm. she is desperately trying to get uh someone to stop for her a car anything she's bleeding out and she throws herself in front of a cab Mm -hmm. and he kind of freaks out the cab driver and drives her to the hospital saying she should be in an ambulance yeah uh and then he that's where the titular line which is do you know how to dispose of a body comes up she says it to him Mm -hmm. and he freaks out and says no and then just slumps her body in front of the emergency room yeah i couldn't couldn't even i couldn't believe it i'd like take her just pull her inside it, i mean it seems but, unnecessarily callous it was but but then we found out that he does in fact know how to get rid of a body you just you just drop it you just drop it off <laughs> turns out it's incredibly simple yeah uh so she is in the hospital she's put in a room with this younger boy and then we're back with eve at home just chopping vegetables like no, it ain't no thing for for the whole the whole street it seems like she's oh, chopping vegetables a, for a yeah. ridiculous amount of vegetables yeah. and she's chopping up this carrot and i must say as like someone who cooks a lot i was really impressed by how sharp her chef knife was i was admiring the knife too and i, I get it i get about, it's symbolic yeah. but wouldn't you love that sharp of a knife? I was, I actually got distracted because I was thinking about, I should sharpen my chef's knife. <laughs> Me and too. yeah, I had to pull myself back. <laughs> back. Right, no, the murder, the, the this allegory, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, Nico comes home and she apologizes for being a dick, kind of. She's like, that's why I'm making this food as an apology. Ha ha ha, everything's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. And he's not quite buying it. And she's like, the chicken's almost ready. And he shows that it's still in the fridge. Like, she's not quite... She's not there at all. ...in a right state of mind. And then she's in a bath, and the phone keeps ringing, and it's Mm -hmm. Carolyn over and over, and she won't pick up. Mm -hmm. And Nico comes in and says she's been in there for over an hour. And let's just say Eve does not seem well. No, no. Fetal position always is is bad not in a relaxed (laughs) not relaxed whatsoever no that body language does not scream (laughs) like i'm fine yeah uh and then we go back to villanelle at the hospital with her roommate friend gabriel and she asks him to like play a game kind of they're both severely injured and she asks him to go get something and he collects something that I didn't see. It I happened too fast. Yeah, I couldn't. I assume a key of some kind. Yeah. When he brings back whatever it was, she says something like, uh, you're very good at stealing. You should do it more often. Yeah. Which is just such a classic Villanelle line of, that is the truth. That's what she thinks. And yeah. she's just saying it unironically to him, knowing he will think it's a joke. Yeah, she doesn't know how to do anything else but crime yeah and so she she respects yeah and she wants to foster that you know that talent in this boy she's like i see some of myself in you yep uh which is very funny and 
he he kind of laughs at it. Uh, and then we're back with Eve and they're they're doing a lot of kind of quick cuts back and forth, I found yeah. in this episode, which makes sense. We kind of want to see how both of these characters are coping and reacting. Yep. And Eve is on the phone, a telemarketer calls <laughs> and asks if he can talk about Windows. And she says, yes, yes, please tell yeah. me everything. Yeah. So that I can stop thinking about the stabbing. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy on the phone, it is such perfect voice acting. Whoever this voice actor yeah. is, is just so genuinely surprised. Like every person he's ever called has been like, no, I don't have time. Hang up. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I, I really? Okay. And then gives his whole spiel. And this acting from Sandra O oh is so beautiful where yeah. you hear her, like she's on the phone. You kind of, you hear what she's hearing, mm-hmm. but her face and her eyes are just like taking in the weight of everything that has happened. Yeah. And just being in, <laughs> she just escapes to the world of windows because that is so much better than her reality right now. Also, I, I just love that. All of the talk about like, what kind of windows do you have? How thick are they? What's the density? Blah, like window jargon that yeah. I truly, I was like, this could be made up. I have no idea if this is real yeah. or not, but yeah. fooled me. So boring and <laughs> hilarious. And meanwhile, Villanelle is in a hell of her own where she is trying to escape, it seems like. Mm-hmm. And she she goes into sort of the nurse's area and the only shoes are a pair of white Crocs. Yes. And she uh, truly seems disgusted that she has to put these on her feet. Embellished Crocs. Oh, so I want to add they had the little the little thingies on the them. Little the- like pins. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I was I was disturbed for her. It really was not her finest sartorial moment. It no, because was... like even even in in hiding, she wants to be fashionable. She very much cares about fashion. Totally. And, so, yeah. and I think she wants to be in control of it, too. Like when she plays characters, she wears things all the time that she wouldn't necessarily wear. But that's all her choice. And she's designed it very carefully. Yeah. And now she's in a position where she just is stuck with whatever she's got. She yeah, she I love that she literally does not want to be seen or detected. But also doesn't want to be seen in Crocs. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like, which is worse. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, exactly. Uh, so she's going around the hospital. She steals a ton of medicine and puts it in this sort of briefcase medicine bag. Mm-hmm. And then she notices a, a patient's room where there's a purse just open. Mm-hmm. And she runs in to start sort of ransacking it. And meanwhile, the partner of the sick man in the room comes mm-hmm. in and starts speaking to her in French and asking, and she's dressed kind of like a doctor at this point. Yes. She has fake, not fake, it's real. Yeah. It's just not hers. <laughs> yeah. uh, doctor's coat on. And the woman asks if she's the new doctor, and Villanelle, without missing a beat, is like, yep, mm-hmm, that's me. I'm the doctor. I'm not <laughs> robbing you. What do you want to know? And this scene was so funny and so good the man lying on (laughs) on the bed looked truly like moments away from death yeah i felt like if any any more makeup and it would have (laughs) been 
heavy, too heavy handed. handed. Yeah. It would have been like X's across his eyes or something. Yeah. No, he was about to croak any minute. He just yeah. looked so nearly dead. Mm-hmm. And the wife asks what happened to her, her face. She's like, doctor, what happened to your face? She And she just is like, I fell off a horse. Ha ha yeah. ha ha. I'm rich. And then when she's like, well, do you have the results for my husband? Is that why you're here? She looks at him, clocks that this guy is like, Truly, moments away from croaking, and says, it's good news. Your husband's condition is improving, (sighs) which is just the cruelest thing you could possibly say. There's no no reason she needed to or it helped her in any way. It was (laughs) just to, like, fuck with this woman. Yes. She just wanted to be powerful again. Yeah, that's that's all she ever wants. Yeah, she absolutely could have said no to do you have the test results? Yes. Or um, when she asked said like, oh, it's inconclusive, but it doesn't look good. Obviously. Yeah. It, it really made me think of Dr. Death. I don't know if you've listened to that podcast. No. Or Dear John. Any of the stories about usually men who have like, phony medical careers mm-hmm. and hurt a lot of people it just made me think of that of someone who like clearly doesn't know what they're doing but it has no qualms with just <laughs> dispensing fake information yeah uh so then we're with eve and eve finally is meeting up with carolyn yeah which she's been avoiding 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 her and they meet in front of this park. And in classic Carolyn fashion, she goes on this weird little monologue about her father and how her father would bring spies here in the 50s <laughs> and sleep with men in the baths. Yeah. And it is so, it is just classic, like, weird overshare. But also, why are you giving her this information? Is this real? Yeah. Yeah. It reminded me a lot of the the scene where she talks about the rat drinking Coke. Ugh. Just like... Praise be. Just that scene. little, little quirky things that are just not necessary, but so, so great for like getting to know Carolyn. Oh, who, Carolyn. I mean, I guess the like weird sexcapades run in her family. Is that what? Yeah. <laughs> That's the impression They're I'm getting. Very liberated. <laughs> so liberated. People. Yes. Maybe. <laughs> uh, and so they they sit and there's a little boy and Carolyn sends him off to go swing while mm-hmm. they talk. <laughs> and it seems like a very good cover, much like the meat yeah. shop, much like all their like clandestine meetings. And uh, Carolyn is basically like, so what happened? You went to Paris. Why? What happened? And Eve lies to her. Yeah. Yeah. Amanda. Yeah. I uh, Yeah. Because I don't know. These two like... Eve and Villanelle are just so, <laughs> the word I'm going to use is horny for each other. Oh, big time horny for each other. <laughs> and so now I think the Killing Eve fandom can attest to that. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, just so, so horny for each other. And I don't know what it is that she wants to, she still wants to keep this relationship to herself. Like why she wants to go at this I mean, alone. I think that's a great question in general. Just like, what does Eve want and it seems like she doesn't really know what she wants and that's part of this like inner turmoil she's struggling with because i understand i i think at first i understood the the seduction by villanelle in terms of just making her life more exciting and more what it wants to be but then villanelle went and like killed people that she was close to so i don't she loved yeah, yeah so i just don't understand 
Yeah, I don't understand why she still wants to keep it to herself and why she doesn't understand how dangerous it is to go at this alone. Well, especially now, especially post-stabbing. Mm-hmm. I feel like everything up to the stabbing still lived in a semi-theoretical place for Eve. Mm-hmm. Like, she knew it was real, but she wasn't personally, like, engaging in it. Yeah. But now that's changed. And Amanda, I gasped when she <laughs> lied to Carolyn, which is so funny. Everyone lies to each other all the time on this yeah. show. But it was just such a deliberate choice Yeah, to be like, I am choosing to either not trust you or to mislead you for my own reasons. Yeah. I think she still feels sympathetic to Villanelle in some in some way or cares about her in some way. Definitely. Um, that doesn't make sense to me personally, but um, yeah, there's still this fascination, even though she's such, such a dangerous person. Um, and I, I think we get a sense of why Villanelle is so attractive. I think she's physically sexually attracted to Eve, but also likes how smart Eve is and can, is like the only person who's been able to track her down at that point. And I think that's very sexy to her. Totally. Um, She's so, sort of impressed. And I, I truly impressed, think exactly, yeah. in her own fucked up way, Villanelle is the most impressed by Eve stabbing her. Like the oh, fact that yeah. she underestimated Eve only makes her like Eve more. Oh, for sure. Yes. And so I get why Villanelle loves Eve so much. I don't, or I, I don't know if, not say love, but like protects Eve That's like in that an way. obsession and fascination right. with I yeah. don't know why Eve protects, Vill- is protecting Villanelle in this way. Because she clearly is. She doesn't want yeah. MI6 or MI5 to get a hold. Well, it's just such a dichotomy of like, you theoretically are trying to track this serial killer down mm-hmm. this murderer assassin and put her away in prison that is ostensibly what you've been doing this whole time but when you had the chance you got very intimately physically close to her mm-hmm. and then you stabbed her yeah like that's not playing by any rule book yeah but and eve also right after she stabbed her um kind of backtracked and was trying to was like i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm gonna like fix you i'm gonna get something to yeah yeah so i just yeah i find that that is very strange but i mean i guess we'll get to that i mean i think so yeah so carolyn uh then there's a great uh funny little button moment of that scene where Carolyn's like, well, aren't you going to get your grandson? And it's like, oh, a, a man starts taking oh, the yeah, kid yeah. away. And she's like, oh, what's happening? And she's yeah. like, I don't know. That's probably his dad. I don't know, like, kid. <laughs> and it's just such priceless. I would have loved to, you know, I just need a little, like, webisode of just what that conversation between Carolyn and that child And the kid was, was pr- pr- exact, like, prior to the oh, scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I totally. want that. Uh, so Carolyn takes... Eve to a morgue mm-hmm. and introduces her to her old pal Julia and there's some real good like Julia and Carolyn just like hamming it up having beers mm-hmm. to, like reconnecting and Eve is truly confused as to why she is there she's very uncomfortable she doesn't want to be in this position 
Uh, they say, I forget if it's right before or right after, but Eve is kind of like, well, you fired me. Mm-hmm. And Carolyn's basically like, well, n- not anymore. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and the whole morgue thing goes on and on. And it's it's a, a pretty long scene. Yeah. But it basically, the gist of it is that Alistair Peel, who was this blogger? Mm. Journalist? I don't, I thought he was a... Oh, she calls him an internet guy. Is that what an she says? Internet guy. That does sound right. Anyway, he's dead. He died months ago. Yeah. And they've exhumed his body, mm-hmm. seems like secretly, mm-hmm. uh, to test because he died of a heart attack. But it turns out, surprise, surprise, he was for sure assassinated, mm-hmm. murdered. Yeah. And it was probably Villanelle. And so Carolyn wants Eve back on the team to figure this out. Um, Because Nadia's note had his name on it. And it was addressed to Eve. Mm -hmm. So that note that we saw slid underneath the prison door. That's what it said. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of what's brought this all up right now. Right. Um, Yeah, I'll be interested to see what this... Alistair Peel guy has to, because I'm sure they're going to get more into that. I mean, I certainly uh, hope yeah. so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It just seemed like it was sort of lightly touched on, but we don't really know. Yeah. I mean, it seems like that's like a setup to an, uh, an arc for this season. For certainly. sure. Uh, so then we're back with Villanelle in the hospital. She still hasn't managed to escape because right before she tried to last time, she banged her head and knocked herself <laughs> out. Mm-hmm. And she wakes up and it's the next morning, which she's not happy about because the doctors are changing shifts and someone might call the cops. So she starts changing and she dresses in Gabriel's like little boy pajamas, which I mean, those pajamas seem young even for him. Yeah. But she pulls it off. She does. She really. It's a a look. She really knows how to make fashion out of anything. Uh, And he asks her all these questions. He asks if she's going home now. And she's like, yep. And he's like, or to London to see your girlfriend. And she's Mm -hmm. like, "Uh uh-huh. Because earlier he had asked about or mentioned about the man who stabbed her. And Villanelle had said something like, it was a woman. Mm -hmm. And he said, women don't stab and everyone else <laughs> yeah. like i know right crazy <laughs> um so he's asking all about her girlfriend and villanelle is talking about eve in a way that feels genuine although we never know with this character yeah. and she's like well i he asks what if she stabs you again and she's like she won't stab me again i know her better now she only stabbed me to show me she cares about me well like which in her twisted mind is maybe ab- is true it's absolutely 100 percent how she thinks oh. is a rational way to show love it's yeah so sad <laughs> uh and they have like a nice moment and she's getting ready to kind of run away and he asks if she uh will look under her his bandages because mm. he's been in a horrific car crash that killed his parents and no one will tell him what he really looks like and he he really wants to know and so she does and she's like yeah you look hideous you look like a pizza and he's like well will it get better and she's like no probably not and he gets really upset and he starts crying and he talks about like not wanting to live and wishing he had died in the car accident yeah which i mean truly as soon as he said that i was like 
oh, oh she's gonna oh, kill him yeah I was he, like, you're, you're gone bud this is the wrong person to say that yeah. to if you don't mean it you will get your wish yeah and she's like yeah and he says something very leading like would you want to live like this or whatever and she's just like nope hugs him tenderly snaps his neck yeah which again comes back to she thinks that if you care about someone that can include violence because i feel in this moment she really did feel for him oh she feel badly for him and she she's like, is like oh you want to die I a deer with a broken leg <laughs> exactly. or whatever putting him out of his misery wounded yeah. farm animal like that is in her mind what she's doing which yeah yeah it's a uh, it's twisted it is twisted. It's her own weird ethical code, I yeah. think. So she kills him, throws a sheet over him, hightails it out of the <laughs> hospital, gets stopped because already, I guess, people are aware of something by the time she gets out of the hospital, which that seemed fast. Uh, yeah, it, it was fast. Um, but I guess she had to get that wheelchair. Where That's true. So Maybe she's she's wheeling herself out. The security guard's trying to stop her. She pulls a classic villanelle manipulation where she's just pretending to cry about results of something. And he's like, okay, never mind. I guess a cute girl can go outside for a minute. And she's gone. Yeah. Of course. Uh, and then we're back with Eve and Carolyn. And Eve asks Carolyn if she's part of the 12. She kind of confronts her on a bunch mm-hmm. of these things. Why did you go to see Villanelle? Blah, blah, blah. Like, I know you're not being honest with me. And Carolyn just throws it right back in her face. And yeah. it's like, why did you go to Paris to see her? Why are you lying to me about what happened? Why don't you want like all of these totally genuine, legitimate questions? Yes. And um, it was just such a testament to Carolyn's confidence that she just didn't answer the yeah, questions. Yeah, she's like, I'm not going to answer my embarrassing questions until you answer yours and I know you're not going to answer yours. But then she still didn't even yeah, answer them after so that. True. Such a power move. I'm going to start trying it in my everyday life. Just not answer just questions. Just don't answer questions that I don't want to <laughs> answer. Just ignore them um, and put questions back onto the person. I feel like that's like... <laughs> what sociopaths would do so I please mean, let me know how, how that tactic goes. works out yeah, yeah how my how my you'll have to life... come back on and give us an update oh for sure yeah. maybe it'll go great yeah that could be like the little side project of this podcast is oh. i try to be more of a psychopath and a sociopath yeah. uh in my life inspired by the show and then i yeah just come back and i we'll do a I... whole series <laughs> it'll be fantastic <laughs> yeah. or terrible i'm so sorry to no your this is bad my mom's gonna listen to this. <laughs> yes, yes. yes she's the best yeah. <laughs> uh okay so that is pretty much the episode that is more or less what that happened is. Yeah. not a lot happened no in terms of action very little happened a lot yeah. it felt like half of the episode was just sort of immediately after the stabbing reeling from the stabbing and then a tiny little bit of setting up what's to come yeah i was a little disappointed in terms of action i just wanted more to happen uh because this show has been so good at not resting in those moments that shows traditionally would really stretch out right like they'll just burn through them i get you can't do that forever i know it's only the first episode but i do my hope for the next couple episodes is that the pacing starts to pick up a little bit yeah i think i was fine with the pacing for this episode as long as yes the next episode's 
pick up a little bit. I think I got an idea of like the arcs that they want to go on the Alistair Peel thing I also um, yeah. I was so sad not to see so many of the other characters yeah which I didn't really think about until the episode was over I was like oh we didn't see Elena or Kenny or people that have or Constantine like because uh is it Elena that's over on that um the actress that's on the good place yeah that's why Kirby yeah she's too busy laughing it up in heaven yeah just kidding that's a spoiler it's not a spoiler for the good place if you're not watching the good place yet watch the good place grow up yeah come on we promote other shows on (laughs) this show i'm sure that the killing you people would be thrilled for us to do that you can watch more than one tv show yeah if you are under the impression you're only allowed to watch one show while it's on the air that's actually not true no I am living proof. You can watch hundreds if of If you're shows. lazy enough, you can watch a lot of television. You can watch every season and every episode <laughs> of Law & Order SVU yeah. to the degree that when they come on TV, you recognize yeah, them. Yeah, neglect all your other responsibilities and so much TV is available to oh, you. Oh, and we yeah. are living in a golden age. Okay, what a time <laughs> to be alive. That brings us to segments. Oh, I don't know why I said it like that, and oh, I, I might it. cut it. Um, <laughs> no, we, oh, no, you're not. You better not. Uh, so, first of all, top line. This is our Ooh. fave lines of the episode. <laughs> Killing Eve is known for its witty banter. Uh, we no longer have the incredible Phoebe Waller-Bridge show running or writing. She's still on as an EP. Mm. Uh, but Emerald Fennell is also a great writer. She wrote a very creepy, murdery novel about mm. mur- murder kids. Uh, mm. So she was a really natural, smart, I think, fit for the show. And there were still some really great lines in this episode. Yeah. Did you have any that stood out? Uh, yeah, I had a couple um tell me about your windows was <laughs> definitely i just love that she really wanted to dive into the the world of windows just to escape this horrible reality she's facing um and uh carolyn <laughs> eve says she wants to go home and carolyn <laughs> says something like what do you people do at home and yeah just such a type a and a bit of a social butterfly, like yeah. what are you doing at home? At home, yeah. There are no people there. What There's do people no... do at home? Yeah, what that do emphasis do at on home? do is like I need to be doing something. Carolyn is a person who doesn't watch more than one TV oh, show for sure. I'd be shocked if she'd watched anything since like Faulty Towers. Like oh, she hasn't watched oh TV in a really <laughs> long time. She's not up to date on Coronation Street. Yeah, I don't know why, but I just feel like. Yeah, she doesn't. She doesn't have it. Have the space for it. No. Uh, any any other lines? Um, what else? Um, no, I think I think that's it for me. Uh, I really loved. I love that Carolyn line too. I had that one down. Mm-hmm. It was just so in her voice and so uh, judgmental in yeah. a way that I oh yeah I cherish from her. Um, and then I found a lot of the. Villanelle and Gabriel stuff really endearing oh, too. Yeah. I loved his women don't stab. Mm-hmm. It was very funny. And then he says to uh, Villanelle after she says, you're really good at stealing. You should do this more mm-hmm. often. He says, you're funny. And she just looks at him and so deadpan says, yes, I am funny. <laughs> and it is so good. Yeah. 
That seems like something I would say. <laughs> yeah, it does. I, I could see you that. saying or writing <laughs> just that. dead deadpan. Yes, yeah. I am funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of really strong lines. Yeah, let's let's go to top kill slash kill count. So mm-hmm. not a ton of kills in this app. Were there kills? Did we have kills? Mm-hmm. Okay. I believe, <laughs> Did I watch the show? <laughs> I know. It's impossible. I believe that there... Well, also, it depends on how we want to count kills, which uh, is up for debate. Because... Oh, yeah. Okay. So oh, of course there was a kill. Yes. Gabriel, Gabriel <laughs> yes. I think, bar none, is the top kill. That moment was shocking yeah. and uh, very villainelli and mm-hmm. very important for us as an audience to see, like, okay... She's a bit shaken. She's literally bleeding out, but she's still herself. Oh, yeah. She's still going to, quote unquote, mercy kill a teen boy she just met. Hmm. Yeah. For no reason. Yeah. And then we have the Alistair Cook who was killed a few months ago, but it looks like was probably done by Villanelle. Yeah. Oh, the other the other kill was not a Villanelle kill, but it was the neighbor woman upstairs. In the um, Paris flat. Yeah, no, I didn't. Yeah. I blocked that out because I didn't like it. Yeah, <laughs> as you should. <laughs> no, I like other murders. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that yeah. one particular. You're not like a prude. <laughs> exactly. Uh, 2019. <laughs> that brings us to top ship. So, mm-hmm. Ms. Amanda Carter, do you know what shipping is oh i've been on tumblr hey <laughs> yes 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 yeah i was uh, a tumblr person for a while of course you were <laughs> i always ask my guest because some people genuinely don't know yeah. and i am someone who i feel like i like 98 percent understand it but right. there's a two percent where i'm like i think i'm just two percent too old to fully get yeah, it you're right much like uh, terms like stan where i'm like i get where that came from which mm-hmm. i think a lot of people who use it probably don't because they're too young oh, i understand how it's old and sad well yeah <laughs> i understand how it's used but it's still using it every time i'm like am i like a weird like kooky aunt trying to be hip i we yes we both i are. mean at a certain point <laughs> yes you yeah. just gotta own it a little bit yeah. kooky aunt hey i'm mm-hmm. barely in my 20s it's fine <laughs> Top ship, who were your top ship of the app? I know I said confidently that I know what ship means, but I am going to ask yes, a question yes. for clarification. So a ship, it can be like friendship yes. or just like so partnership. I guess I answered my own question. Usually, <laughs> and usually in the internet in general, it does have a romantic really, yes. connotation. For our show, we're a little more liberal with it. If right. you want it to be that great, if you want it to be just platonic, that's also fine. Yes. Okay. Mine are going to be platonic ships. Um, I was going to say Gabriel and Phil as a little partnership, but... I mean, it didn't end great. No, no. Um, So I will say uh, Carolyn and that boy in the park. Oh, yeah. Because I just, yeah, I want that spinoff. Oh, yeah. Much like Constantine's daughter and Villanelle when they're on their little adventure together. There's just something about a kid with like a stoic, hateful adult who doesn't (laughs) care about them. That's very endearing. Yeah. Uh, Mine was even Villanelle, even though they are not together this episode. Yeah. Everything about this episode just radiated their obsession with each other. Yeah. And the way the episode ends with them both lying down and Villanelle is in like a trunk of a car. Yeah. And just looking up and 
thinking about Eve. It's just like telegraphed across her face. Yeah. I mean, those two crazy kids. She's she's going to find her girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, she she oh. knows she loves her now. Oh, no. So it's not that it's a healthy relationship, but <laughs> I would say not. It is passionate, and I'm so excited to see what happens with it. Yeah, they. I mean, sh- uh, shipping them forever. They're just so horny for each other and yeah i can't can listeners can someone please make i don't know a gif some sort of beautiful artwork of something that's just beautiful faces of sandra o and jody homer with the words horny for each other or like please. too horny to function with the number two. Oh my gosh. If if you guys can deliver that i will be i want i want horny for each other to become I want that to be the stamp I leave on this podcast. I would be eternally grateful. And I do think t-shirts should probably be in the works. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I'm interested to see how that reunion's going to go. I think her husband, is it Nico? Nico. He's in trouble. He needs, he had a, he Got lucky the first time that he met with Villanelle that she didn't kill him then. But I don't think he's going to be so lucky the next time. Because if she is truly in love with Eve, as she says, she, yeah, he's he's number one on the on the hit list. He's I in think. her way. Yeah, for uh, sure. Big time. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's great. Well, that brings us to our penultimate segment of the Ooh. show also we'll be cutting that eve mail eve mail why aren't you here every week amanda carter you just get it all uh, we can do a separate recording of that you can have like a little sound can we get one clean right now i mean if you want that as your ringtone let me know i will make it available uh email you can send your email into the podcast at any time now that we are doing week-to-week episodes for season two we need your email and we need them fast so get us your emails as soon as you can and we will read them on the next episode you can also send in voice recordings as long as they are under a minute long (laughs) i love that i love playing your voice recordings on the show Questions you have, thoughts, things you think we got really wrong, whatever, whatever. SpillingEve at gmail.com, or you can send us DMs at SpillingEve on Instagram and Twitter. Today's Eve mail comes from Cody. It is very kind and very braggy, and that's the reason I picked it. (laughs) Cody said, excited that I found your podcast. Love the show, and your podcast does a great job of keeping that excitement alive. Ugh, Cody, win my heart. Look forward to hearing your thoughts on the next season. Can't wait for season two of the show and the podcast. Keep up the great work. <laughs> Cody. Wow. That's so fans. beautiful. That's so touching. It's so touching. Uh, the second piece of email we have today is from a former guest of the show. And the subject line is shit. <clears throat> uh, hi. Haven't seen the episode yet, but do you have an over under on whether Eve's boring-ass husband will make a power move this season by bringing Eve leftovers and being all like, what up? I'm Russian and needy. You're the real star, Christy. Pete. So (laughs) that's from Pete DeCourcy. Hello, Peter. Hello, Pete. Uh, I mean, I'm getting a lot of tongue-in-cheek from this sassy email. Eve mail. Is Nico boring or is he just... 
a normal how a normal person well, how a normal person would react i mean i've made it abundantly clear on this show i'm not a fan of this character i find <laughs> him quite dull but at this point i kind of feel like that's a bit played out and we mm-hmm. get it yeah and he is just a normal person mm-hmm. and in the world of this show yeah he sucks but in real life he's great yeah that's how a normal person would act anyone should be so lucky um without all of the like terrible the way that i feel the show and the fandom feels about nico is kind of similar without all the misogyny to how people felt about skylar and breaking yes. bad i feel like, like we might have even mentioned that on a prior episode because it yes. is really similar but it's funny because in breaking bad skylar was just like normal and smart and just like trying to protect her children and not face danger <laughs> like rational human normal being. things yeah um yeah i feel like nico's getting a l- he's getting a bad rap i think he's just being normal and rational he's just being nico yeah <laughs> uh although the idea of him showing up to like some high stakes spy thing with leftovers is the funniest thing i can imagine i do want that to happen yeah, yeah for sure that's pretty great uh, thanks for writing in, Pete. And thank you all so much for listening. That brings us to our actual final segment of the show, which is, of course, Confirm the Kill, a.k.a. Plugs. Miss Amanda Carter, where can people find you? Where can people follow along with your blossoming career? Um, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, my handle is Tweet with Amanda. Such a good handle, if I may. Yeah, um... I mostly retweet other people's uh, stuff, but once in a while I'll get really bold and, you know, have a, my own opinions about things. Have some hot takes on Drag yeah. Race, perhaps? Ooh, yeah. Love Drag Race. Come tweet with me about Drag Race. Yeah. And also Killing Eve. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> and uh, if you're not already following the show, at Spilling Eve on Twitter and on Instagram. I was going to say another platform, but we're not on another platform. If you're not subscribed to this show, subscribe to this show on iTunes. Mm -hmm. It helps everything. I don't understand how the algorithms work. This could be all false. But have you heard other podcasters (laughs) saying it? Of course you have. Do you like them more than you like me? Please don't answer that unless the question is no. So question, answer, no. I got really hyper. It's the end of the episode. I don't know how to wrap this up properly. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at Christy LaPointe. You can watch the web series Amanda and I co-created and wrote with the wonderful Laura Campbell. It's called Hashtag Interns, and I will put a link in the episode description. And please keep sending in your emails and messages and tweeting at us. Thank you so much to everyone who uh, kept the love of this show alive over the hiatus. It was so wonderful getting all of your notes and messages and the news you would send through. I cannot uh, express how appreciative I am of Killing Eve fans who have come over to this podcast and been so supportive. We could not and would not do it without you. And remember, do not kill anyone. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 